0: Hello there. What's up? My name is Nate. You're listening to Life Tips Podcast. Welcome. Everyday life topics with advice and tips for becoming a better you. This show is all about self improvement. Each episode is unique to whatever you're going through, and it doesn't matter your youth or gender, everyone can benefit. The reality is that nobody is perfect. There's always going to be downfall with rising, and there's something to improve upon every single day. So if you want to make changes in your life, then follow along, and I'll help you take yesterday's mistakes and master them for a new tomorrow. Let's get started. Right. before we get started with this episode today, if you are brand new to Life Tips, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I look forward to uh, impacting your life and I pray that you take something that I've said to heart, jot it down in your notes, on your phone, in your notepad, wherever, and just plan to apply it to your life. If you are a current or faithful listener of the show who have been with us since day one, welcome back. I'm excited to continue this journey with you, and we hope that you continue to enjoy the show as you always do. All right, let's get started.
1: What is up, family? It's your hostess with the mostest T the goat from over at Powerfully Black and Excellent, the podcast that seeks to make your skin folk, your kin folk, all across the nation, baby. Now, look, if you're looking for a platform that highlights black entrepreneurs and business professionals, we got your back. If you're looking for a podcast that's gonna light that fire up underneath you to start that business that you keep putting on the back burner, we got your back. And if you're just looking, Looking to hear from some amazing Black entrepreneurs and business professionals who are currently on the journey to making themselves and their brands successful? We got your back. So come check us out on Anchor FM and almost all streaming platforms using the name Powerfully, Comma, Black, and Excellent without the E. We drop new episodes every Sunday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you're not listening to us, What are you doing?
0: Do you want to start your own podcast? If you do, great, I'm here for it. But you may ask, how do you do it? Well, that's the easy part. You first have to come up with the vision and plans for your show, including a name, episode count, and main objective. Secondly, you'll need to come up with topics that will catch your listeners' attention and keep them interested. The final thing you'll need is a hosting platform. That's where Anchor comes in. It's free to download. You can make money from your show with no minimum listenership, record using your iPhone, iPad, or MacBook. And there are many more tools Anchor provides that you can take advantage of in order to create freely. No studio or expensive equipment needed. So if you're interested in getting your show off the ground, go to www.anchor.fm backslash start to get started with your amazing new unique show i can't wait to hear what you'll come up with
2: my name is tyler jennings aka poetic i just recently published a book by the name of anomaly it's out right now on amazon check it out right now on amazon it's called anomaly by me tyler jennings It's my first published book, my first published body of work. I put a lot into this book. I feel like you guys will love it, and I want to share it with you all. And I hope you find something that resonates with you. Hello, folks. My name is Kearney Dwayne Palmer. I have a podcast called The PBCDP, which stands for Podcast by Kearney Dwayne Palmer. I tell my little corny jokes sometimes and I also share a story of two of my story or two of my life. I have fun. I uh, do also get serious, but let you judge for yourself. So why don't you tune in to anchor dot fm forward slash PBCDP? I promise you you will not be disappointed. Thank you. Hey, this is Phil Better from the podcast Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneurs Podcast. Have you ever wanted to be an entrepreneur? Have you heard about all those kids making money on the internet? Do you want to start making money on the internet? Go to investinyourselfpod.com, subscribe and listen as I interview people who have actually made money online. Listen to me create a business and see if I can succeed. Catch new episodes every Tuesday at investinyourselfpod.com.
0: What's up, world? Welcome back to Life Tips Season 8. I'm your host, Nate, Nye, and I am an inspirational speaker. I hope you enjoyed listening to our sponsors and all that jazz prior to the episode starting. Today, we have Mr. Dennis Bagley on the show, and we're just going to get right into it. So, without further ado,
3: let's go go okay there we go Dennis hey how you doing man doing good man excellent
0: well first off for everyone listening this is actually the first time Dennis and I are catching up in quite some time it's been a little while since we uh had a chance to chat uh Mm. And so hopefully y'all don't mind, you know, the quick catch up before uh, before we actually get into the, uh, the episode. But uh, yeah, man, talk to me, man. How's it been since going back outside post part one of the pandemic?
3: Oh, uh, it's not too much has changed. I was still somewhat able to go outside and everything, but uh, just been busy with work and and doing shows and um in February I got into a a car accident and it ended up destroying my truck and messing up my back a little bit. Ooh. Yeah. So but I'm getting better and and things are looking looking brighter.
0: Did um I
3: take
0: it uh I take it the other party crashed into you.
3: Yeah, I uh, I came to a stop at a light and they did not. They just went right into the back of my truck. Yeah, so um, I I always told my kids that I, it would take an uh, I would win against most things on the road, and it took another Tundra to destroy my Tundra. So Tundra on Tundra violence, and then you know it was just the frame was messed up. There was no salvaging it.
0: Oh, at least they paid for your medical expenses and your new car.
3: Yep. Well, the wife got a new car and I got hers. So I'm not sure if I won in this whole thing. <laughs> mm.
0: Not bad. Not yeah. bad. At least you're alive. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all is well. So, um, yeah, man, over here, just trudging along. I'm actually using my car to make money through Lyft. So, uh, that's, what's keeping me going until I get some form of employment back. Okay. But on the bright side, I have started doing more speaking engagements. Um, I got two of them lined up at the moment. At least I believe I have two of them lined up at the moment. I'm about to get back on the campaign trail with a friend of mine who's running for the, uh, local primaries again so um back to helping her with her next campaign and hopefully she will win and um between family and uh the lady and church all is well for now of course they're talking about the, uh, new variants going back to wearing masks and yeah, all that jazz. Which, um, it's only a matter of time before they produce a vaccine that uh takes out this variant just like they did for the other ones,
3: yeah. Well, and with our own uh, biology and everything, I mean we'll, we will be able to start building somewhat of an immunity and everything and a tolerance to it. It's just everyone needs to stay as healthy as they possibly can, I think, and that's, that's going to be the biggest help in the long run Agreed.
0: So speaking of speaking of that, as you all heard, we have just been discussing uh life but also of course Dennis and I met uh I believe we met last year good sir
3: yeah I think it was about Christmas time when we last uh talked over the phone
0: yes indeed so Dennis and I did meet over the internet last years we were putting together things for the podcast or for my podcast we never got around to having Dennis on the show until just now but better late than never so um that would be my first question for you Dennis how how has it been in terms of uh year over year i know 2020 was crappy for everyone but just coming into 2021 and seeing how far we've progressed despite the new variant how would you say life is different for you in this year compared to 2020 at least from what we've gotten so far
3: uh so far i'm a little more optimistic about things last year it just seemed like every month was a a new horror story coming out but this year it's it feels like things are are getting better i know that the new variant is somewhat scary but i I think overall we're going to be okay Mm -hmm. i do have that um, in terms of work and everything, I'm, I'm still able to go to work. I'm still, uh, doing my thing. We're, we're getting ready for everybody to start Mm -hmm. coming Summer break. And that's, that's going to be fun. (laughs) But uh, yeah, but my, my kiddos are doing good. My, my wife is doing good. Um, we've, this is the second year that we've had our dog. So, uh, it's, it's, fun with that we we got him just before uh the start of 2020 so i've been okay. adjusting to Walk in the house but right he's good
0: right right so uh a lot more hope for 2021 despite the the new variant and you think that we'll be able to push past it
3: i believe so um humans are are resilient creatures, and as long as you have hope, you can still make it through. I think
0: yes, indeed, agreed. um one of the biggest things that of course, has been happening uh you know with the the world restarting essentially is you know the education system, and uh I know we're gonna talk about that in greater detail in just a few. Uh, more minutes, but um, and you have uh, you have kids. Uh, yep. Dennis has kids, as you all heard. Um, how was that for you all last year? Did you go? Did you go online and virtual like everybody else did? And now, of course, the push to get all the normalcy back in schools, whether it's high school, middle school, college. Everyone's trying to go back to whatever campus that they were on, so long as students and faculty are fully vaccinated. So, um, yeah, what was that like? And uh, are you excited for things going back to normal or you feel like there should still be some sense of virtual learning just for safety precautions?
3: Well, um, last year, when when they first started doing the lockdowns back in March, uh, what my school district ended up doing was sending home homework packets for the kids to try and get some kind of education. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, my kids did not do well with that because they, they benefit from being in class and having a teacher, whether it's me or my wife or any of their grandparents, they, they react differently to them than they do an actual teacher. Mm-hmm. When Summer rolled around. Our district did everything they could to try and create an environment where We had a hybrid system for the middle school and high school. So kids would be there on different schedules. So like my daughter, for instance, would be one day on, one day off. And so when she's there, everyone's masked up, everyone's distanced. And then the next day she's doing digital learning. My son was able to go back full time, but distance, mask, lots of hand washing, lots of uh, sanitization, um, in terms of, of what I've observed with the distance learning through friends and through my own children, I think it's going to be highly dependent on the kid as mm-hmm. well as parents. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not self-motivated, it's, I don't think it's going to do you much good. And a teacher is going to struggle to try and maintain um, a virtual classroom because you can't like, physically you know, stand over them and say, like, hey, pay attention. They're, mm-hmm. all, they're all distracted by whatever's in their house. But overall i I hope to have some sense of normalcy our uh, Our school district is going to go back to full time with at least elementary school in terms mm-hmm. of middle and high school. I'm not sure if they're still doing the hybrid schedule yet they they're kind of dragging their feet about letting us know all of that mm, under, understandable so um in terms
0: of uh, in terms of advice, life tips, et cetera, et cetera um not so much for your school district personally but just Mm -hmm. in terms of schools all around the us the world especially you know with the kids like you said the kids crave the face-to-face interaction um what would you say to a young person who's you know excited and ready to go back but of course, you know, everyone's talking about this Delta variant that probably will creep its way into the uh, the school board discussions uh, yeah. on every level as we go back. What would you say to a, to a young person looking forward to going back? And then, of course, on the flip side, what would you say to faculty and staff in terms of planning, preparation, and uh, keeping people safe?
3: Um, for the students, I would say... Um, be excited to go back because it's a little bit of a sense of normalcy. Last year was rough on everyone. I think everyone in terms of the, of like our, our overall education for the students did go down a little bit. Um, in, in my school district, I noticed that the grades were not the greatest, mm-hmm. but I, that if the students go back, you know, have patience with the teachers and with the staff because they're doing everything they can to make sure you're still getting your education and keeping you safe. So you've got to do your part. Make sure if you have to wear a mask, make sure you're wearing it properly. If you have to wash your hands, make sure you're doing that properly. Uh, Carry a small thing of hand sanitizer if you can. Um, Do everything you can to keep yourself healthy. That also includes plenty of rest, nutrition, vitamins, um, all of that good stuff. For the staff... um, treat your custodians well because your custodians have been working very hard to uh, keep the schools clean and uh, maintain all of that. I hope that the staff are able to continue to teach either in person. If they have to do digital, I hope that they've got better tools, but I think everyone overall needs to have patience and understanding with each other.
0: Mm. Wow. And that, uh, that goes into, of course, you know, Dennis's job he's a head custodian and um, what have you seen what have you seen so far in terms of just like now that we're shifting over into uh, you know real life again in terms of just you know the the move from from the virtual to face to face whereas before we were moving from face to face to virtual because of the the, the first phase i'm sure so i'm sure it's a little bit easier moving from out of a pandemic into face to face versus you know the reverse when we were going from face to face into a pandemic with like a, a whole bunch of uncertainty
3: oh yeah uh well because when when we went on break well we had our uh our spring break about the time that it was declared a pandemic and they locked down everything in my state So the teachers and the students were already gone, but uh, they kept all the custodians at the sites to do massive deep cleaning and just to make sure that uh, they could set up classrooms and everything. Uh, With our classes, we I'm very fortunate that I work at a school with a small population. We have about 300 students or so. And the way that they had everything set up was that the students had to be about three feet apart. So it was a lot of moving of furniture Measuring where we can put desks, making sure that we had enough space for everyone, and then of course all the excess furniture. School district didn't have any extra storage space, so finding extra classrooms to put this stuff in. Um, I have a couple of rooms that I call the dump rooms, and it's just like the valley of lost furniture. There's just so much, so much stuff in there. Wow. We we've been told that they're not going to have to distance at the very least but they might have to do masks. So I've been transitioning like some of the lower grades. They like to use big angle tables over desks and I've been taking the desks out. I've been putting in the, um, the tables for them. I've been making sure that everything is just thoroughly deep cleaned to make sure that, uh, any nastiness is out there. I did notice that, uh, some of the teachers at my school, and I can't say that this is the same for every school, uh, mm-hmm. Didn't really care towards the end, and the rooms were just absolutely destroyed. So there was a lot of extra work. Wow! Mm, wow! Yeah, I mean, it's I, I understand that towards the end of, of a regular school year, that everyone's just drained and tired. But man, I mean, I'm finding like graffiti on the on the desks. I'm finding damage to furniture. I'm finding uh, damage to tile and carpet. My biggest thing that I've constantly asked is don't put food down the sinks in the classroom because there's no garbage disposal. I've had to take many of the art and it's like, come on guys. So going to have a little bit of a talking too with my staff when they come back and let them know that's, that's not okay. Even with the circumstances.
0: Right, 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 right. So, um, wow, that's gotta be, whew, I never could have imagined, you know, what it would actually be like to uh, take care of an actual school. Those those the, un, the unseen heroes behind the scenes actually doing the hard work so that the students can just come in and learn. Like, not that the learning is not hard work, but wow, like, yeah, I can't tell y'all how many schools, high schools, Uh, colleges I've actually passed through been in etc etc and I never knew that the custodians were the real heroes taking care of the facility itself (laughs) until just today so we massive thanks to Dennis (laughs) and everybody that does that hard job thank you around you know the us and the world cuz ooh wow an entire an entire school sheesh
3: i yeah. can't imagine it well and the thing is it's um during the day it's just me and so i'm i'm having to help you know the 300 students and then the between 40 and 50 staff depending on the day and so if one emergency comes up then i have to run to do that and then i have to set up for lunch and all this other stuff My, um, night guy ends up cleaning the entire school and he's got eight hours to do his shift. And I mean, we're, we're talking 24 rooms to get done in eight hours and he's not skipping his breaks. So, I mean, it's, it's, there's a lot that goes into making sure that a school is clean. And I'm very proud to say that my school did not have an outbreak of, uh, COVID. So, we we worked very hard for that, and uh, if your school has not had an outbreak, I mean, thank the custodians and thank everyone that worked hard to make sure that everyone was safe and everyone was clean and and all of that good stuff. Right, right. Wow, that's just wow. Well, um,
0: uh, the last the last thing I'll say about that, um, you know, before we transition. Um, it's always fun when new people come through. It's going to be a lot of that this year. <laughs> um, so my next question is, um, what would you say to a, to a student, to a young person who's transitioning in for the first time and they're brand, they're brand new, they finished out their school year in a pandemic and now it's back to face-to-face, but they're brand new to everything um, and it's going to take them a while to get adjusted. And then I know there's some new staffers coming into the school year, uh, not just in your district, but, you know, everywhere. So uh, any advice and tips for new the newbies on the workforce as well as the students in the
3: classroom? um with the newbies on the workforce make friends with the secretary and the custodian because they run the school um and don't don't be afraid to ask questions remember to be kind and courteous whenever you're asking for something because nobody likes to have orders barked at them mm-hmm. realist a school um a custodian is at the whim of the, the principal not not the teachers teachers wow. ask you get so much better service. You know, if you ask and you're kind and you're nice, the custodian is more than willing to help you. But if you're going to be rude and bark orders and things like that, you you tend to move lower on the priority list. Mm -hmm. But remember that we're all a team. We all work together and that have fun. Don't, don't just treat it as work. Remember, build those bonds between your fellow staffers and everyone, whether it's the the lunch workers or the custodians or your fellow teachers, talk to everyone. Make sure that you're, you're knowing everyone, having fun and enjoy. You might find out that they have some great ideas to help you if you're struggling with something. And as for the students, never, never, never be afraid to talk to any of the staff if you have a problem or even if you just wanna say hi, most of the staff is more than willing to say hi, give you a high five or a fist bump or uh, the, the social distance like high five where you're like doing the high five, kind of doing that thing from uh, demolition man. And remember that that school is a place of learning and a place where you can make friends and experience all sorts of, of cool stuff. So it, it's a little intimidating at first, but no matter what level you're at. Be friendly. Uh, talk to people. You may you might make new friends on the first day. You might make them on the hundredth day, but don't don't be intimidated. Cool.
0: All right. So we're just gonna run into part two and finish this up. But um, obviously, uh, as we all have heard by now, um, Dennis is married and yes. he has kids. And so, um, how's how's that been? Because of course, we all were stuck in the house with somebody uh, <laughs> for the last year, and but depending upon your circumstances, it was either great or horrible. I ended up being in the middle, kind of had had mostly uh, mostly good moments, but there were some times where it was like. Super crazy, uh, you know, health with health challenge, not not COVID, but just different health challenges throughout the year. Um, And but you know, of course, the biggest things the bonding together as a as a family, and of course, um, I met my wonderful girlfriend around uh, the fall of twenty twenty during the pandemic's worst times. And mm-hmm. uh, we grew super close as a result of uh you know the early half of the pandemic. And even now with coming off of the six month break, we've gotten closer now that we've met face to face and that things are rolling. Very so cool. um yeah, yeah, man. I'm super excited. So uh what what tip, what life tips what advice would you have for um you know for families who are um you know coming out of the pandemic i know there's a lot of closeness going around with some families during the lockdown portions but then of course as the world opens back up you tend to go back to what you were doing before and not be as close and then from a, a romantic perspective mm-hmm. um any advice or tips for the uh, uh, the married folks, the newlyweds that, I mean, <laughs> newlyweds just popped up out of nowhere during the pandemic? Because, um, I mean, so many weddings. Yeah, I can't go into it, but so many weddings, y'all. <laughs> yeah. um, and then even for those, you know, dating who are, you know, in the midst of this right now, trying to keep relationships alive. How did you and your wife manage to, uh, you yeah. know? Get some quality time in and not, you know, uh, not drift apart during the, uh, the lockdown phases and coming back into real life.
3: Well, um, I, I'm an ordained reverend, and I, I just uh, performed a wedding probably three or four weeks ago. Ooh. Every, every group that, that I, I perform a wedding for, I, I always give them the same advice. And this is sound for whatever level your relationship is. Sure. Don't go to bed angry. Yeah. If you, if you have some kind of issue, talk it out and you'll find that if you just, if you approach it from a calm, logical standpoint, you'll be able to work through any problem. Um, One of the goals that I have with my wife is I try to make her laugh at least once a day. And I always exceed that. (laughs) So laughter is one of the most important things you can have, whether it's a dumb joke or you, you found a, a, a funny meme on the internet or anything like that, you know, make sure to share those, those moments and uh, have that, that connection and everything. One of the things that we did during the pandemic was we, we played a lot of board games and everything, which... I found that when you play board games with a family, whether it's your spouse, whether it's your girlfriend, whether it's your kids or anything, you're a lot more immersed in it. You're talking, you're having fun Mm -hmm. as many of those face to face things as you can, even if you're just sitting there talking, uh, get a deck of cards, play some cards or something. And this way you've got kind of an interactive thing that you're doing as well as having the conversation. I found that that seems to help quite a bit.
0: Great. Wow. I will definitely take that into consideration. Can't tell you how many times I got my butt whooped in Uno. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the last two things we're going to get into before we go just so happen to be Dennis's two podcasts, Rulebooks Anonymous, and also Sparks of Interest. And, of course, as you all know, podcasting blew up during the pandemic, um, yep. I found that even for life tips, the listenership during the pandemic just skyrocketed because everybody was at home, nobody had anything to do. So all, all I was doing during the pandemic basically was putting podcast episodes together and showing <laughs> on the internet and the listenership and the gains went up. And now, of course, you know, podcasting is taking a slight dip, slight mm-hmm. dip. Um, the episode counts as taking a slight dip. And this isn't just me. It's everyone in the podcast space that I've talked to so far. They're kind of going up and down. Uh, the downloads have been consistent. We're continuing to trend upward in downloads. Uh, cool. And I believe at the moment, we have the highest number of uh, active listeners uh, right now. I think we're sitting at, let me go look on here. Oops! There we go, now you're good So I for one, again, am excited to hear about You know, again, because we've already talked about it But you all have never heard this story before So, Sparks of Interest and Rulebooks Anonymous Dennis's podcast Now you get to hear the story behind how they both got started How they fared during the pandemic They are right now, so go ahead, man
3: All right Well, uh, the first one that I I was a part of was Sparks of Interest, and that came out of my buddy Jeff that was running for mayor of uh, Sparks. And he didn't make it past the the primaries, but Jeff is one of those people that he hears the stories of uh, people needing help, and he really, really wants to help them. So after losing the primaries, he's like, you know, I still want to do something. I want to try and help people. I want to reach out. And so we sat there and we discussed it and we're tossing around ideas. And um, as most stories go, um, we were drinking and <laughs> we we're at a, uh, at a friend's wedding and everything we we're talking about. Like, why don't we do a podcast? Because we tossed around like doing a blog or something like that. And it's like, nah, no, nah, no. Nah. At least with the podcast, you get tone because it's, you know, your actual voice. Mm-hmm. So He's like, okay, but I'd like to keep sparks in there. I was like, okay, so we we tossed around ideas and then we came up with sparks of interest. Uh, we we did cheers and then we had a drink and, and we decided to just go from there and figured that uh, we would do better as a trio. So we invited our friend Peggy that we had met through the campaign to join us and started doing that back in 2018. Oof. Um, Gosh, I think our first episode aired sometime in August. Wow. Yeah. So we've been, uh, we had done that. And then right about uh, November of 2018, Jeff was saying, you know what? Um, I've got all these ideas that I want to do that don't necessarily fit with what Sparks of Interest is because it's, it was primarily based around our hometown, but it's kind of grown beyond that in terms of like topics that anyone from any uh, different facet of life or, or whatever can, uh, can understand. So he said, you know, why don't you come up with a side project that you could work on in a, a different show. And so I thought about it. And at first I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. So I was talking with one of my friends at work and she was uh, really into board games and everything, got me sucked into playing D and D again. Mm. And so I burned her husband and I was like, Hey, why don't we do a show? And we can talk about all the board games and uh, card games, video games, and all the other cool stuff. Because, like, she and her husband have just this massive, massive collection of a uh, couple hundred board games, and it gives James an excuse to, you know, break a new one out every so often that we can play, and and it it allows all of us to experience new board games and everything. So, Rulebooks Anonymous came about towards the very, very end of 2018, and. Mm. Yeah, been going strong ever since. Now, during the pandemic and everything, um, about the start of 2020, Jeff was kind of winding down, wanting to do Sparks of Interest because his heart wasn't quite into it anymore. Peggy had decided that she was going to focus on writing a book, and so she had bowed out. And we had tossed around the idea at the beginning of 2020, do we want to end the show? Do we want to keep it going? And I said, well, let's keep it going for now and see how far we get and see if our, our attitudes change. And so we got through to about, I want to say April or may of 2020. And Jeff's like, yeah, I I think I'm going to going to step away. And I said, you know what? I'll keep it going. You know, you you just pass me all of the, the data and everything and I'll get it all transferred over. And then that's when I invited my buddy Dave to be the co-host on there. And we work very well together. We're having fun. We're, we're coming up with the cool topics and everything. We still reference Jeff all the time, sometimes poke fun at him when we can. Mm-hmm. And it's um, it's still been going pretty strong. We've been able to interview various people. Uh, Jeff was kind of funny because like the first episode where he wasn't on there, we had somebody on to talk about sports and he is not a sports guy at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's been fun having Dave on there to, uh, to chat with. As far as Rulebooks Anonymous, last year... We did end up adding uh, intern Steve as our editor. Mm. So, yeah, he's he's just a you know college student that likes to help out and everything. He kind he's kind of reclusive, but does a pretty good job with um, putting things together. We give him more grief than we probably should, but it's you know it's fun having him around. Um, there's there's still questions that listeners will ask: Is Steve real, or are we just messing with everyone? Um, not going to tell because it's, it's more fun that way for us. Mm-hmm. Um, James's brother Bill joined us on Rulebooks Anonymous. We've also kind of branched out on that one with uh, bonus levels where we've interviewed various people. We've had on uh, game designers. We've also interviewed um, cosplayers and other podcast hosts. so it's uh, it's going pretty well, hoping that we'll be able to do the uh, board game convention next year that's here in Reno. So, uh, I mean, there's, there's all sorts of great stuff coming on that in, the in both shows that, uh, looking forward to and very excited about.
0: Nice, nice, nice. That's what's up. Wow. Long tenured shows, long tenured people. Pretty cool. So, um, so yeah, um, what's, um, what's the best ways that everybody can, uh, finds you all on socials listening to the show so they can keep up to date with everything as we move forward into the future.
3: Okay. Well uh rulebooks anonymous actually has a website. It's rulebooksanonymous.com mm-hmm. and you listen to the show there. I'm I'm in charge of putting stuff on the website and I've kind of slacked on that. So more content is coming. <laughs> right. Uh, kinda, it's kind of sparse at the moment, but I'm mm-hmm. I'm do the, the website design stuff. Um, we're on pretty much every single, uh, podcasting platform out there. Rulebooks is actually on, uh, Pandora. I had, Mm. I had submitted an application for that before we got Steve on board and it was actually, um, a listener of ours, listener, Michael, that alerted us that, Hey, I was listening to you guys on Pandora. I really like your show. And it's like, wait a minute, we actually made it. And I had received no, no notice from Pandora that we were actually on their platform. So, I mean, that was pretty cool. Uh, As for Sparks of Interest, we're um, primarily on Facebook and Instagram on there. And it's a lot of updates about the show and our various episodes. Again, you know, through uh, pretty much every podcasting platform out there. We're on iTunes, we're on Google, we're on Spotify, um, iHeartRadio, all that good stuff
0: great great well dennis i appreciate you for coming through to be a part of season 8 hope everybody enjoyed it and uh, we will have him back in the future
3: thank you i would like to have you on sparks of interest by the way
0: oh dude sure let's 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 get it uh let's get it popping in the comment in the uh the message in messengers we can uh talk about those details off, cool. uh, off air but yeah we'll we'll bring Dennis back don't worry it's gonna yeah. be another great episode to come but uh that's it for now y'all we got to go right. Dennis we appreciate you for your time and your words of wisdom and encouragement to everyone here on the show I really enjoyed a lot of what Dennis had to say and I hope you all did too If you want to follow Life Tips on social media, we have a Facebook account and a Twitter account, both at Life Tips Podcast. If you would like to follow me on social media, you can find me on Instagram at Nate underscore the underscore speaker or underscore oratornate. Or you can follow me on Facebook at TheWiseOrator. Or you can follow me on Twitter at auth underscore gen underscore person. That's it for this episode. See you next week.